So Donna, you've been in Kelowna for just about a year. Mm -hmm. Thank you, first of all, for coming on the show today. Um, tell us how you got to Kelowna a year ago. Well, I was living in Vancouver, and that's where I've spent most of my career. Mm -hmm. And I guess I was just getting to a point in my life and our life, me and my husband, where we just wanted to change. We were both in corporate worlds. Uh, I was working for BC Liquor Stores um, and just really needed to change, uh, partly in environments, but work as well. And over the years, we had come to Kelowna you know, probably two, three times a year for as long as I can remember. I had uh, my parents here, my mom, my sister, um, and always just had a wonderful feeling. So when we started thinking about a change and where we would go, uh, Kelowna was obviously top of the list. So although I moved here two years ago, uh, well, actually, one year ago, it was two years before that, that we had searched out, bought a property that was being built. And so literally, we had been kind of on the sidelines, just can't wait to go to Kelowna right. and coming up every chance we could get just to see our home being built as well. So nice. that's, that's kind of what brought us here. And yes, absolutely exciting. Now, had you vacationed here Many times before? Many times. Many times yeah. uh, it was kind of a, a meeting point. I mean, I've got a sister in Edmonton and family kind of all over the province, but mm -hmm. Kelowna was always the, the place where come January, everybody was kind of like, uh, book your holidays. This is when we're coming to Kelowna. And whether we rented a house or stayed with uh, my, my, my parents, mm -hmm. uh, it was just something that we looked forward to yeah. uh, every single year. Yeah, such a beautiful city. Oh, it absolutely is. And uh, we've been here a year now, and I can only say probably it's only been the last couple months where I don't feel like I'm on vacation. Right? <laughs> Interesting. So is it very different? I know my experience living here was different than when I used to vacation here. And that happened to me a few times. So I, when I lived in Florida... I vacationed as a child and then through my teenage years, and I lived there for a couple of years in the 90s. Um, same with the Cayman Islands, so I visited a couple of times and I was living there. It's always a little different living in a city than vacationing. So what what is the difference for you? Is it exactly the same? Or are, was there anything about Kelowna that surprised you? I guess visiting and just vacationing and you come in and out every, you know, a couple of weeks and then you're gone. Um, you know, you really enjoy the wineries and certain things that you gravitate to and that you're passionate about. Yeah. But I think what you miss out on is just a sense of community. Uh, you know, everybody right. before we moved here kind of said, why Kelowna? It's so busy. It's so busy. Right. And we're kind of like, well, Vancouver's busy. But so I find just uh, that is a, it's a good size city where you have everything, but it still still has a small town feel, if mm -hmm. you can believe it to me. Yeah. People are just so friendly and welcoming and that surprised me. I wasn't quite sure. And just this sense of community, it's easy to get drawn into mm -hmm. and want to volunteer in multiple places um, because everybody that you meet, um, they seem to have a very 
balanced lifestyle mm-hmm. or portray a balanced right. lifestyle where it's a little bit more relaxed, a little bit slower pace. Uh, and that's what really kind of surprised me about it. I wasn't sure I would get that sense because in Vancouver, it's it's very much, I lived in a high rise overlooking Rocky Point, um, but you went from your underground parking stall to the office (laughs) back. And so you didn't necessarily uh, have the opportunities or as many opportunities to really connect with and feel like you're part of the community. Right. We have a lot of listeners in the lower mainland and uh, I encourage people who are considering maybe coming to Kelowna to listen because we've got so many different interesting people on the show. But Tell us, what are some of the things that you and your husband did to kind of get into the community, meet people, create friendships, build relationships? What are some of the things that you did when you came here? Well, the very first thing that we did, because we moved here kind of in August of last year, mm-hmm. is there was a volunteer fair in September at Parkins? Parkinson. uh, Parkinson Uh, Center. And so that was kind of one of the first things that we did because we thought, well, we're in a new community. We really want to give back. What can we do? So we went. uh, My husband right away got in uh, working as a snow host at Big White. And I got in with the Boys and Girls Club with the Restorative Justice Program. And out of spending hours and hours of listening and figuring out what do I want to do, that was the thing that I gravitated mm-hmm. to. Uh, it's just an opportunity for youths who get into trouble with, with, uh, with the law or shoplifting or things like that. Right. It's a different avenue so that they don't have to go through the court system. Right. And they can be a part of and responsible for uh, mending the harm. And mm-hmm. so that's one of the things that uh, have been taking up a lot of my time. And I just got my accreditation certificate uh, in the mail last week. So I'm a accredited facilitator of the uh, restorative justice program. Nice. So, so that the, was the first thing. That, that's great. <laughs> so uh, the volunteer fair is, it's a bunch of organizations and you can kind of see what interests you and then see where there's opportunities to volunteer. And it's all kinds of things, right? Yes, volunteer absolutely. In fact, it's going on, I think, uh, on Saturday, I believe, as well. Nice. So that was one of the, the first things that we did. And uh, I must say, we really had to make an effort to meet people because you can move to a new community, but if you don't really take the steps to get to know people. So I joined a networking group, um, which is the Okanagan Business Referral Group. Right. So I joined that. We uh, have just um, met a few co- uh, colleagues that are in the professional organizing business. And just through the volunteer work, some of my family and friends uh, skiing on the ski hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the latest thing that we just joined that starts up is there is a newcomers group for people that are new to Kelowna, which 
I only found out about a couple months ago. Nice. Do you still qualify uh, for 13 months? Like, they didn't say, hey, you're you're like a veteran. You can't. No, what it is, is if you've been here new to Kelowna um, under three years, you qualify to join the group. So, again, it's just another opportunity to meet people. I love meeting people. I'm not uh, afraid to kind of reach out to people on social media or through Instagram and say, let's go for coffee. Right. Um, so I'm, we're, well, we're really looking forward to another opportunity to, uh, meet, meet some new folks to Kelowna and, uh, just, uh, join in some of the activities. That's great. So I want to ask you about the youth mm-hmm. rehabilitation a yes. little more. Um, so you went to the volunteer fair and they've got all these key, like desks of organizations. What do you think made you gravitate towards that? Out of all the choices that you can volunteer for, mm-hmm. something pulled you towards that. Well, part of it is I would have loved to volunteer something sports related, mm-hmm. but I, that's not really where my expertise is. Um, during my career, I took a lot of courses at the Justice Institute in New West. Okay. And so I have my certificate in negotiations and conflict resolution. So for me, it was a very natural um, transition, but what was different is I was working with youth, uh, anywhere mm-hmm. to from 13 to 20. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that aspect, it was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just right away, uh, when you meet somebody, uh, and some of the volunteers that were there that day, I just felt a, a connection. It's just, you get this feeling that this is going to be a good fit. And, uh, this, is what I want to do to, to help out. And um, so it's just been, I guess, uh, almost a year. So what's it like? Like, tell us, uh, obviously you have confidentiality, but I mean, yes. tell us like a typical case. Like what type of youth and situations are you dealing with? Um, a typical case would be shoplifting. It would be a group of teens that you know are either on a break from school at lunch or have skipped school and they find themselves in a mall or in a walmart or in the bay and all of a sudden they're shoplifting and uh it's not planned it's spur of the moment and you know they get caught and what happens is if there's no prior record um the police will make the determination and obviously uh talk to the retailer as well to make sure that they're on side with forwarding the file to the restorative justice Mm -hmm. program Uh, after that it really becomes a series of interviewing the youth and the parent and making sure that they're a right fit because if they're taking responsibility um that can go a long way um, mm-hmm. because you need to have that to go through the process. So right. if it's meant to be a good fit, um, what's what I am really, really um, thrilled about is once you have all of the interviews, everybody is in one room. Mm. So, for example, the police officer, the loss prevention officer from the Bay, the youth, the parents, and uh, some of the forums uh, can be 20 people. Wow. Um, but everybody, uh, you know, there's a very set format, very structured, but it really starts with the youth that have been caught shoplifting mm-hmm. and telling us about it. And they'll tell, in, you know, in their own word, what happened, what they were thinking. And surprisingly enough, a lot of times they just weren't thinking. And that's, right. you know, that's kind of where it comes. But 
during that process, when everybody gets a chance to talk and then the person that was harmed or, like I say, the, the bay, and a lot of times it's a home order where a homeowner, when maybe their house was vandalized or something like that. But there's power in the stories of building the understanding. Mm. So you go around that room and... At the beginning of a forum, there's a lot of tension, there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of just anger and all kinds of emotion. Mm -hmm. But when it is, uh, when there's an opportunity and you follow the process and you go through and everybody has a chance to talk, there's a lot of understanding. And then everybody can kind of, kind of go, well, you know, I would like to see you do community service. But we start with the youth. What would you like to do to repair the harm? Right. And there are so many wonderful youths that they may have done a, a bad thing or, you know, something something that they're going to regret later in life or regret it at that moment. But they have an opportunity to kind of stand up, be accountable. Well, yeah, I screwed up. I'm sorry. So there's apology letters, community services, all kinds of things. Um, and as long as they follow through on their agreement, then we write a wonderful file to the RCMP at the end of it, and it's it's closed and it's done, and they moved on. Wonderful. Yes. So if it's a criminal action, does a report go to a judge, or what? What happens? Or the, maybe charges won't be brought, or. Uh, well, what happens is it's either or. So if they are willing to go through the restorative justice program, then there is no criminal side. There's okay. a file, obviously, that it happened at the police station, mm -hmm. but you don't have to go through the criminal side of it, which is what I really think is beneficial sure. is that when you're sitting in front of a judge, you're very passive. You yeah. say very little. It's probably the lawyer that's doing the talking. Mm -hmm. When you're part of the restorative justice program, you're doing most of the talking. And yes. it's tough. It's hard being on the hot seat, but they're taking responsibility. And I think the learning and the long-term benefits for the community and for the individual and their families are huge. How many cases do you do in a month? Um, it, you know, it really depends. It's, you know, we've got a wonderful uh, set of volunteers. Um, I started out by doing the pre-screening and meeting the families and co-facilitating and facilitating. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some months where I've probably done five or six facilitatings and other times it's it's a little bit quieter. So I found summer uh, in the Okanagan for whatever reason is quiet or maybe it's just the files haven't <laughs> got to the Boys and Girls Club yet. So it's huh. just... Uh, gearing up. I, in fact, I meet with another family tomorrow, but they're uh -huh. wonderful kids. And I've also had the opportunity of mentoring some of them for the shoplifting education program, which I volunteered for as well. Nice. And helping out with, uh, they've got a few flex, it's called Flex Your Head. Um, uh, it's kind of a mental health uh, training. And so I've kind of helped uh, with that as well. So lots of opportunities. And again, really feel like you're part of their staff, mm -hmm. um, yet you're a volunteer. Mm -hmm. so very welcoming. Wonderful. Wonderful. 
So tell us a bit about the newcomers group. So now you're on the other side of the table. You're you're helping to welcome people. Is that right? No. Or you're still considered a newcomer? I'm still considered a newcomer. Okay. We didn't know it existed. And just I was at a function and I met somebody who kind of said, we're new too. Have you thought about joining the newcomers group? Didn't even know it existed. So no, it's about going. Uh, I've looked on their website and you can sign up for golf and wine tastings and beer tastings and photography so uh, you know dining in dining out all kinds of things so no we're still and I really still feel like a newcomer even though I feel like I'm getting to be part of the community there's so much that I don't know and it's by connecting to others in the community all of a sudden you start finding out about um, all of the different different functions and went Mm -hmm. to Lake Country the other day and went for the art walk and all those kinds of things so you have to get out there and that's when you really kind of discover all Kelowna has to offer for sure I feel like we've missed a lot in the first year yeah (laughs) it's amazing you don't realize how many great things are in the city yes and is it fair to say that it's kind of a group that you could stay in forever like they're not going to kick you out because you'll be able to help newcomers once you're established and once you know everybody in the city they still want you as part of the group, right? Because you're going to welcome people. Nope, they're going to kick you out. They are going to kick you out. Okay. <laughs> but apparently there's another group after that, and it's called the alumni. So you graduate. So the, I think okay. you graduate, uh, I think okay. is how it works. Okay, fair enough. So how do we find this group? Um, just on the website. That's all we did was on the website. So just Google newcomers. Kelowna newcomers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Great. Now, you're running a little business, yes. home organization. Yes. Do you do offices as well? I do do offices. I do businesses. I do offices. Um, and every single room in a house. <laughs> How long have you done this type of? Um, I used to do it. Um, I've always been passionate about organizing or obsessed about organizing. If you went into my home and looked on my, belt, on my bookcase, it was all about how to streamline, simplify everything. So when I left corporate uh, world and even just before that is I started thinking about what do I want to do and what's my passion. And one of the books that I read was about, well, look on your bookshelf because usually that's your passion. So you might want to try that and see what you come up with. With me, it worked. Yes. Um, But that's kind of how I came up with the idea. I had always been doing it for family and friends and started it in Vancouver. Um, But I was a little unsure when I moved to Kelowna because I thought coming from corporate world and BC liquor stores... I am surrounded by the wineries, and, and maybe I would like to to get on with one of the wineries. But something kept drawing me back to I want to work very closely with people. I love working with people. I love helping people, and I, I am energized by going into somebody's home and helping and coaching and supporting them through the process of organizing. So I do homes, I do garages, offices, uh, a little bit of everything. That's really interesting. Do you you remember something in your childhood or your youth that kind of, like, I I interviewed Megan Carver. Oh, okay. She's wonderful. And uh, I asked her that question, and she said when when she was a little kid, she remembered that uh, she would be crawling under her friends' beds and stuff and, like, trying to organize their, their toy closets and stuff. And her friends would get mad at her because they said, 
you know, if you do this, now my parents are going to make me do this. You know, I don't want to do But for some reason, ever since she was little, she was always trying to organize stuff. Is there something that you can remember that kind of made you this person who wants to be streamlined and organized? And Yeah, I, I think what it was is uh, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. Right. We had uh, four girls in our family. Mm-hmm. So family of, of six. She was extremely organized. Mm-hmm. Everything just had to be so-so and organized with everything. I'm not just talking about the house. It was about going on family trips. And before we would even go into a restaurant, it was about, okay, what do you guys want to order? Because we need to decide before we get into the restaurant, before we even look at a menu. Right. So the whole, everything was organized. It was the, the household. It was just life in general. So I think being brought up in a home like that, uh, I think most of our family, you can't see all of us sisters, uh, <laughs> are as passionate about it, but it definitely yeah. influenced, and I just, I, I loved the feeling even back then. Makes sense. So not to say I haven't had um, some pockets in my life, you know, I don't want to come across that I've, you know, I've got everything under control and everything <laughs> organized, because I think... Um, there's times in your life where, especially when you're either, you know, working 24-7 or you've got kids or even in Kelowna, um, inundated yeah. with company. So there's always going to be times where it's, you kind of look around and go, uh-oh, what happened? Right. And then you get back on track. Right. So It's a principle that you, you live by. And it, it's the principle. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I hope I didn't stress you out too much by giving you the outline at <laughs> last minute. <laughs> I'm a little bit the opposite, and that's that's why Kara is such a great partner for me because she's yes. very organized, and I'm kind of just tell me where to be, and I'll show up. You know, I don't want to know too far in advance because I get anxiety. But we're all different. That's yeah. why we all complement each other, right? Well, and that's funny. You say that that gives you anxiety. I get anxiety if I'm not prepared. Right. So exactly. again, it can be a blessing. And a curse. Right. It's just I, you know, will, you know, sit down and write notes and really have to kind of give it some thought. And and, 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 and you don't always need to do that. And you don't always have the opportunity in life to do that right. as well. So part of it is just kind of going with the flow as well. And truth be told, I could definitely use more organization in my <laughs> life, right? So because, you know, sometimes you can, if you're not organized, and I'm sure you've seen this with some of your clients, it's it can be pretty chaotic. Have you seen some real disaster cases like if you walked into an office or a home and you're like oh my god like I don't even know where to start well I mean it's funny because when you're talking to people over the phone and they're like I'm a hoarder or it's like I'm embarrassed or Mm. I'm overwhelmed or oh my god you're just gonna die when you see my place yeah um when I go to their place, uh, and I always give free consultations to all the clients, and, and part of it, you know, I, I, I want to, to go and I want to meet them, and I want to make sure that we have a connection and that I can truly help them and that I'm the best person to help them. Right. And so I can't say I've ever met a hoarder, just people who think that they're hoarders. Right. Um, so nothing really surprises me, and I guess when I go in, I mean, they have kind of those negative feelings attached to their space, whether they're embarrassed or overwhelmed or Mm -hmm. all those kinds of things or, you know, whatever emotion is going on for them, frustration. But for me, all I see is stuff. Mm -hmm. So whether it is office stuff all over the floor and you can't see the floor or uh, playrooms or clothes closets or garages, to me, my mind already works that 
okay, this is what it is. This is going to be exciting. This is going to be an adventure. Um, you know, how can I coach? How can I support? How can we do this together? Um, and are they ready? Like my always, my biggest fear is they've called me here, but are they ready? Because you really truly have to be ready How do you mean to tackle ready? it. Well, um, you know what? Not everybody is. They, they, they're not committed. Right. You so know? you all organize things and they don't want, like they're not comfortable with... Well, it's not so much that they're not comfortable. It is everybody goes through different stages. So I'll give you an example. I might come and we'll have a a, a lovely consultation and they're like overwhelmed with just the visit going, okay, well, let me think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not quite sure now's the time. And some of those clients I'll hear back the next day or they'll tell me immediately. And other times it's six months later. And I'm all about long-term relationships so what I tell my customers as well is follow me on Facebook follow me on Instagram reach out when you're ready I you know I post a lot of tips where they can do it themselves as well so I'm very very flexible that way so that's what I mean about when they're ready you just kind of have to meet people where they're at and when they're ready and if they feel a connection and you're going to work well together then they're going to take the next step because Definitely. it's a lot. They didn't get that way overnight, and they're not going to get back to where they want to be. Um, and sometimes it's probably even hard for them to envision that. Yeah. So it's interesting when it comes to sales. I think our, our businesses are similar in that uh, I never want to rush someone, and it's about building a relationship. And sometimes someone's yes. ready to buy a house, and sometimes they're not. And there's a whole host of psychological issues that a person's going through if they're not ready. Uh, But it's totally different business, right? So, I mean, do you study psychology or do you you read books or anything like that? Like, how how do you know? I guess you can kind of sense if they don't call you back right away saying, you know, let's get this done ASAP, you know that they're not Mm -hmm. quite ready, but... Mm -hmm. How do you you sort of gauge that without being, you know... I think you're obviously not a high pressure salesperson and like you said you want to build a relationship and if it takes time it takes time yeah, how do you how do you sort of gauge where where a person's at um i think it's just my whole career um i've been in management mm-hmm. and uh, my last uh, role was director of store operations for bc liquor stores and um, i looked after the chain of 197 stores but why i'm bringing that up is that my whole career, and I started as a, a clerk in Tumbleridge, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I ended up in the Lower Mainland. So I started as part-time, kids were small, wanted a part-time job, and just worked my way through the organization. And received a lot of training, a lot of great courses, accelerated leadership courses, management courses, mm-hmm. but... A lot of the courses were about people. Mm -hmm. And my job, whether I was working in a store, it was about building teams, making sure the staff is happy, focusing on customer service. So all of my training background, uh, tons of courses uh, were just about people, Mm -hmm. right? And just listening and understanding and, you know, and looking for those signs. So it's really kind of the the experience, right? Absolutely. Makes sense. Makes sense. Must be very gratifying to see a house organized and clean and 
Yes. I know for the clients, it, it certainly is. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's very gratifying at the end of every job, whether it's just one room in their house mm-hmm. or their whole house. But the space, yes, that's wonderful. You you know, I take before and after shots, and a lot of times they're not shared because people don't want them shared, and that's right. okay. But I love, and I'm working with one client right now where I go back every month, and it's like you start showing them some of those old photos, and they're like, oh, my God, look <laughs> how far. It's like you've done this. Look at how far you've, you, you've gotten to. Yeah. So the most gratifying is seeing the transformation of the client. It's kind of looking at them, and all of a sudden they're not as stressed and they're more relaxed and they're talking about having friends and family over more Mm. and less fighting in the family because you know sometimes you've got spouses that one's organized one's not um so it's really kind of looking at their transformation and seeing you know how you can help them and it's just if they're more relaxed and if they're more organized i mean it's you know it saves you time it saves you money but the biggest thing is is if they can be organized then they can get out of the house or enjoy the house but just enjoy life yeah right it shouldn't be about things and stuff it should be about getting out connecting and adventures it really relieves a lot of stress and frees up a lot of mental and emotional energy when your your stuff at home is organized. Yes. Or, or at the office or wherever you're spending most of your time. I mean, so true. So Donna, who would you like to nominate to come on the show in the future? Okay, I... I don't think I could narrow it down to one. So if it's okay with you, I've got two people I I think would be fabulous on your show. Uh, First of all, and no surprise, um, a little bit of an idol of mine, uh, Jillian Harris. Right. Um, I mean, everybody knows, hugely successful public brand. Um, And why I think she would be good to interview is she is really an ambassador for Kelowna and she's really highlighting everything Kelowna and Okanagan has to offer Mm -hmm. and uh, I also saw or see that she's done a lot of charity work and I know she's done a lot for Mamas for Mamas and that's kind of one of the organizations I'm looking at next to hopefully volunteer with but I just think she would be fabulous and uh, there is uh, Meredith Hanson and Meredith is the owner of Illuminate Skincare and Aesthetics. She runs a very successful business and she's a real leader in skincare. And I personally used her services. She's uh, why I think she would be wonderful. I think she's got a great story to tell, but she's got amazing customer service and truly provides the best skincare for all of her clients. Um, but she's got a great story to tell as well. So I think she would be interesting. Wonderful. So do you have room for more clients? And if you do, <laughs> what's the best way for someone to, to get to know you? Uh, do you have a website or Instagram? That was sure. I, I definitely have room for, for more clients. That's really part of the, the struggle of uh, starting your own business and being yeah. new to Kelowna. I yes. really just launched the business in April. So, um, you know what, I, I'm on social media, so I've got a, a website, um, simplelivingbc.com. You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram at uh, simplelivingbc. 
Great. Um, you can contact me direct. <laughs> I don't know. Should I give my phone number or anything? It's or up to you. It? Yeah. So contact me direct, either my email, Donna at simplelivingbc.com. Great. And lastly, my phone number is 778-215-1003. Great. So we'll put whatever you like in the show notes. Sure. And uh, it's clickable too. So yes. you know, like a, lot, a lot of times someone's on the treadmill and, uh, you know, they don't want to stop and like write something down. Oh, so okay. if you like text messages, you know, someone can just text you right out of the podcast app, which is awesome. Perfect. I would, I would or, love like, that. Or click to your Instagram and follow you there. Yeah. I would love that. I mean, that's the biggest challenge of starting a new business, right? I'm yeah. kind of unknown to the community. Right. Um, and it's, so it's connecting and organizing and going into people's homes is very personal. So, yeah. you know, you want to get out, meet as many people as you can. And yeah. if they're referred by a, a friend or a family member or you've met them or you know you're you're at their home for a consultation uh that goes a long way and that's how i plan on building my business right yeah i mean um like you said earlier it's all about relationships mm-hmm. right and people feeling comfortable having you in their homes and that they trust you enough that you're the right person and uh they can trust you with their mess and you know people do have um sort of self-doubt or self-esteem, you know, issues surrounded with clutter and mm-hmm. organization. So that's one of the things I'm trying to do with this show is that people get to hear your voice and get to know you on a personal level a little bit better. And it makes it much easier to decide instead of just going to a website, you know, they, they've heard your voice, they know what you're about and uh, hopefully makes it a little easier for them to choose you. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Service, you know? Absolutely. So. That's why I was so thrilled about being here. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much for, for your time. And um, second conversation we've had, I think we, we met at a coffee shop a couple months ago and uh, it was really nice to chat with you again. Yeah. It's been my pleasure. Really appreciate it. Great.